Yes, hello. It is podcast time. Yes, hello and welcome to the Arch Independent Podcast. I am Tommy, I am the host, and I am very glad to say that today it is a special episode of the show where we bring back the National Football League and what was the Ball Tongue Podcast. Yes, folks, last year we did the Ball Tongue Podcast to talk about the NFL, and it is my great pleasure to welcome back to the show my beloved Anthony. How are you today? I am great, bro. First of all, it's been way too long since we did one of these crazy things. So I'm, uh, I'm look, I'm definitely looking forward to reconnecting with you on our ridiculous podcast segments of football talk. Um, the NFL seems to be, and tell me if I'm wrong, like super low scoring. Looks like defenses have kind of figured out the rules, the the new rules. They can't hit certain quarterbacks or certain receivers a certain way. And they kind of figured it out. There's no doubt that unders have definitely been the flavor. I believe, and I don't want to be controversial here right off the top, but I believe it's a direct correlation to just what I think is sometimes the insanely reckless go-for-it decisions on fourth down. And I understand that there are fourth down situations where you would go for it, etc., but the way that it's being applied is so incoherent it there's no other way it probably could go than to reduce scoring and that's why there's a ton of unders or that's a major contributing factor to why there has been so many unders so it's curious that you started with that because yes scoring is down unders have been coming in and if i believe my hypothesis is that it's a lot of that fourth down go for it. So many points are being left on the field, especially in the first and second quarters. Yeah, my my initial thought when you said that is like, oh yeah, you're 100% correct. But now I'm, I'm not doing in-depth analysis here, but I'm just picking two teams off the top of my head that do that a lot and seem to be do it, and, and seem to do it probably at an 80 to 90% success rate. And that's the Detroit Lions and the Eagles. Nobody's stopping those those two teams, but maybe everybody's doing it, and nobody's as good as they are, I guess, is what's happening. Right. Well, congratulations on picking two of the teams that score the most points in the league. Yes, it makes sense for them to do it, the Dallas Cowboys. It makes sense for them to do it. The New sure. York Giants, the New York Jets, the Cleveland Browns, and like some of the fourth down decisions that they have made, I believe are highly questionable, but I'll let folks in the audience who have been clamoring the ball tongue podcast i'll let them debate amongst themselves what they think about the fourth downs you and i my friend have to talk about the american football conference otherwise known as the afc well you know my initial reaction is you know everybody has the chiefs as the clear-cut number one team in the afc and 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 that is that is the correct answer right now but when you look at it face value it's like the chiefs offense looks so bad i don't know whether it's been four or five games in a row i want to say where they haven't scored a touchdown in the second half it this is pat mahomes for fuck's sake this is andy Reid. 
you know? But look at the Ravens and the Dolphins and anybody else in the, in the AFC. It's like they all have gaping fucking holes on one side of the ball or the other. You know, the Dolphins can't beat a good team. The Ravens have given up huge leads to lose a couple of their of their losses this year. They look like the most complete team with Mark Andrews, without Mark Andrews. I have no I don't even know what they look like without that guy because he's such a huge part of their offense. So the Chiefs have to be the number one, and you could give me ten to one on the Ravens. Don't get me wrong, I would take it because I'm getting huge odds. But at the end of the day, Chiefs defense is gonna win all those games. That's what they're gonna do. Even even if, you know, Pat can't throw a fucking forward pass to anybody besides eighty seven. It is very interesting to see the way that the Kansas City Chiefs have gone from the offensive juggernaut, the Mahomes, Tyreek show, to really just a stone-cold hammer defense that wins games. Uh, Are they going to get it to the finish line again? Will they play all home games? Will Mahomes ever have to play a fucking road playoff game? Start there. Does that guy ever fucking have to do something challenging? Well, I mean, right now they have seven wins, and I believe the Ravens have eight. Now, I do think the Ravens are going to fall off with, you know, their tight end situation, even though that sounds insane. He's just such a huge part of their offense. So they're only a game back behind the Ravens for number one seed in the AFC. Do they get there? I don't know, man. Out of all teams that didn't make a move at the deadline, they were the most shocking team that didn't make a move. Like, you just got a bunch of wide receivers that – they're super young and just haven't figured it out yet. And, and see it week in and week out, drop balls here, drop balls there. You know, um, I, I don't I don't see them. I'm doing wrong. They're going to make the playoffs, of course. But I, I don't think they're going to win their schedule. I did look at their schedule. It's pretty weak for the rest of the season um, to where they could only they, potentially they could only lose one more game. Realistically, if that's the case. They're the number one seed, and everything goes through KC, and their defense is going to win them another that, another chance for the Super Bowl ring, I would say. All right. The market agrees. They are the chalk. <laughs> Let's take a moment to talk about the downline teams. Anthony, the Jags are essentially 9-1 to one to win the AFC. Trevor Lawrence and the Jags, 9-1. to one. Your thoughts? Somebody on the radio the other day said that they have the best offense in the NFL. When you just talk about key positions, quarterback, running back, wide receivers, tight end. But then then they started comparing, just like, all right, pick a team, name their superstars. And, I mean, it's not far off, dude. It's really not. Now, do I have any faith in the Jags? Absolutely not. Zero percent faith. They're a losing they're a losing organization. They're a losing franchise. They got a bunch of winners that played in college, but that doesn't really count in the NFL. Buffalo. Speaking of people you can't count on. <laughs> 12 to 1 Buffalo. AFC. Anthony. Well, they did look a lot better after <laughs> firing their offensive coordinator for some unknown reason. Um, they did look a lot better. No, but no, I... Until they just figure it out, offensive line and being able to run the ball, they're just not going to get there with Josh playing a hero ball, you know, 48 minutes a game. 
Anthony, Cleveland Browns still hanging around. They got that defense. It's not going to be a Ravens situation. The 2000 Ravens, I think, are the standard for a defense that carries a team. I don't think the 2023 Cleveland Browns have that. Uh, the market makes them 16 to 1. And while I ask you about Cleveland at 16, might as well ask you about Houston and CJ Stroud, the opposite of Cleveland. Cleveland's got that defense, but you know, on offense, who knows who'll show up to play quarterback? Could be a vendor. We don't even know. But <laughs> in Houston, we know, but everything else is a shaky mess outside of the wide receivers, of course. I mean, to include them with Stroud. And Houston's 26 to 1. Anthony, Cleveland, 16 to 1. Houston, 26 to 1. Talk to me. That's uh, that's actually pretty eye opening. So, the first team you mentioned, Cleveland, the Browns, that defense. There, yeah, you're right. They're not the '85 Bears. They're not the 2000 Ravens. But dude, they're pretty damn fucking close. They, they live. They, they just seem to live in the backfield. And, I mean, yeah, you got DTR as their quarterback now, who was really good in college at times and not great in college at other times. Um, they, they're going to win more games for the rest of the season than they're going to lose. I believe that for them to win, uh, 16 to one or 16 to one is it's, it looks nice, but I don't think they have a chance. <laughs> Houston, however, at 26 to one, they have a legit chance. CJ Stroud is playing in, yeah. You might as well, defense can suck a dick. It's all about the quarterback, so give me Houston at 26. Yeah, he's playing insane football right now, and I can't believe I'm giving a Buckeye props the night before the big fucking game. But he is playing that good to where, I mean, he, as far as I'm concerned, he's playing better quarterback football right now than any other quarterback in the NFL. And it's not even close. It's not even close. Well, it's certainly not close between C.J. Stroud and Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Pittsburgh is the final team in the tier, 32 to 1. Yeah. Dude, it's so hard to to not believe in a Mike Tomlin-led team because, I mean, he's, you know, it, there there's, there's a for sure track record there. The guy just, he's just a winner. That's all he does is win, 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 win. That team is so bad on offense. Kenny Pickett, there's a couple guys in the NFL that I just can't believe are in the NFL, let alone starting quarterbacks in the NFL. He's one of them, dude. The talent they have on offense is pretty impressive. With a couple of the wide receivers they have, two running backs that are really good, a nice tight end who's been in and out of the lineup, who's young, blah, blah, blah. But I just, I, there's, there's some stupid stat about them where they've given up more yards per game than they've actually gained themselves. They've been but yet, gained in, in every single one of their wins. Right. So they're the, they're the Minnesota Vikings from last year, I guess, right? All right, Tony, coming out of that hot AFC breakdown... Before we turn to the National Football Conference, also known as the NFC, I feel like I should ask you about the MVP. Do you have any most valuable player thoughts this year? 
uh, it has become a quarterback award. And I would say Pat Mahomes is up there on the list. But in my opinion, he's the only quarterback that can actually win it besides C.J. Stroud. And C.J. Stroud is a stretch, obviously. Um, he's, he's already got rookie of the year locked down anyway. So. so let's talk about the Niners for a second. So, it was, you know, four or five weeks back, they, they had some players like Debo was out, CMC was out, Brock Purdy went 0-3 in those three games. There was also another guy that was out, Trent Williams, and he's back. And now they look like the Niners of nine weeks ago compared to during that three weeks. I don't know if an offensive lineman has ever won the MVP, and probably not ever, but maybe, dude, maybe. Trent Williams is as valuable as anyone in the league. Why not an offensive lineman? A lot of times, the offensive line is the most important aspect of the game. Right, and a little uh, a little teaser here. When we're, ta- we're going to talk about the same with the NFC as well, and I'm not going to drop it, but there's two positions on offensive line. There's your left tackle, and there's your center. And I'll just leave it at that. They're, they're, those are two guys one a tackle, one a center, that potentially could be, for sure, the MVPs of their team based on what they do. That's so cool. Thank you for bringing that light to the show. The offensive lineman MVP. Not even I was thinking of that when I introduced this. I didn't even have that in mind. But I did have the Niners in mind because we were going to talk about the NFC. They are, call it, two to one almost the same as philly two to one but the niners are a slightly shorter shot that's a tough one to say real quick a slightly shorter shot you got it slightly shorter shot slightly shorter shot (laughs) niners versus eagles anthony who's a slightly shorter shot (laughs) oh man that one is so tough the only way i can do this is pretend that they're playing right now who's the fucking favorite who's the favorite the Niners have to be like a four-point favorite so the Niners and the Eagles are right there at two to one but help me understand this gap Anthony currently as we record this on Black Friday the Dallas Cowboys at five and a half to one why are the Cowboys so far behind those two teams? Are they that far behind? And before you answer, the Detroit Lions are lagging just behind the Cowboys at about five, five and three quarters, can we call it? <laughs> Niners, Eagles, two to one with Niners slightly slighted. And then Dallas, Detroit with the Cowboys slightly slighted. I think Dallas is light years ahead of Detroit. And I know you're a Lions guy, so that's a lot to chew on. Spit it out for me. Yeah, no, you're right. Both those teams should be a little closer to the leaders. Um, as far as, you know, the Niners and the Eagles go. Um, there's not much difference between those top two teams and Dallas, I would say. And maybe the only difference is Dallas kind of has a better offense. Their defense... You know, they got Micah Parsons and then some dude I've never heard of because he's a bench player that is only filling in for Diggs, who has five pick sixes in nine games or whatever it is, which is fairly stupid. 
so I mean the Cowboys are right there again it's hard to have any faith in their coach and the history and you know they've won one playoff game in what seems like 642 years and the Lions <laughs> just recently they got smoked on Thanksgiving Day which is not a book blah blah there's another division in the NFC they call it the South and there's four teams that play over there in the NFC South and one of them is going to the playoffs Currently, the New Orleans Saints are listed as 31 to 1 to win the NFC, while Tampa and Atlanta are both 100 to 1. So, pretty strong signal about the way the market thinks that the division is going to go. I'm not sure that I agree. No. Zero chance that any of those teams win one playoff game. Zero chance. I'll bet it right now. And I'll lay a thousand to one that none of those teams can win a playoff game. Well, <laughs> I guess to wrap up the NFC then, it seems a little easier than the AFC, which feels so wide open. I feel like the NFC is Niners stay healthy, Niners win. Yeah, it's kind of like the chalk from last year, right? Like Eagles were the one seed, Niners were the two seed. Brock Purdy dislocated his entire body in like the first series of that game he had no chance they had no third quarterback blah blah we all remember how that fucking fiasco went same thing this year you know i think it's just flip-flopped i think i think the niners are the clear one and the eagles are the clear two and i don't really think the cowboys or the lions can beat either one of those two teams on the road i think you're on to something i think that jalen hurts is hurt and i think that it's almost mandatory. You almost have to go and bet the Cowboys at five and a half to one to win the NFC at this point. You just, you've got to do it. Let's go to break. I've been about my yeah, the devil's prayed to me and I help him go and get his way. You can't be work, boy, yeah, the devil said to me. Anthony, one final segment. You are a college football guy. I've always loved the way you've brought college football into my life. I've watched more college football because of you, with you, than I otherwise would have without you. I don't want to sing a duet, but I do want to ask you about the draft. I know it's very early to predict such things. But as of this moment, give me your view. Who's going low? Who's going high? Who's going in between? What are the good picks? Well, the for those that haven't been paying attention, the Chicago Bears are in a very interesting situation, potentially. So I don't think they're necessarily tanking the season because they're they're kind of still rolling out Justin Fields whenever they have a chance and he's their clear number one quarterback. If you're going to play your clear number one who wants to win, he wants to win. It's not, you know, you have a better chance of benching that motherfucker and playing somebody else, obviously. But more, more to the point is the Bears have their number one pick, their first round pick, and they also have the Carolina Panthers first round pick. 
currently the Panthers are sitting at the at, at the worst team in the league. The season ends today. They got the number one pick, which means the Bears have the number one pick. And currently the Bears have the number two pick if the season ended today. You could do so many different things with those picks, but you got a guy, a couple really good quarterbacks coming out. Caleb Williams, Panix from UW, blah, blah, blah. You know, I think Caleb's the clear number one choice. He even said when he was doing his little NFL demands, you know, four or five weeks ago, like, oh, I'm only going to play for four different teams. One of them was the Chicago Bears. So I think they got to draft him. And I mean, imagine him and Marvin Harrison Jr. back to back picks. That team goes from a, oh, we're the worst team in the NFC or maybe the NFL to maybe one of the top five or ten teams in the league just on those two picks alone. I'm envisioning something like that. Now, again, they don't have to draft any of those guys. They can trade away their two picks and get 30 picks in return. You know, what year was it? Was it 1989? Yeah, Hurt the Walker, Cowboys, Jimmy Johnson. Why couldn't it happen again? Yeah, it could happen. Chicago Bears, franchise of the 2020s. Do you want to co-sign that here as we sign off? You know, if if things go south with the University of Michigan and Mr. Jim Harbaugh decides to jump back to his to the team that originally drafted him oh as God, a quarterback. That. Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan to coach the Chicago Bears, the team of the 2020s. Tony, you just accidentally put the cherry on top of the <laughs> greatest NFL podcast that has ever been recorded. We now know the future. Jim Harbaugh, Chicago Bears coach, hoisting Super Bowl trophies from the 50 picks that they harvest from this year. Bring it home, son. Last word to you. Bro, it's been great catching up, talking about football like we do like on a daily basis. With, with the mics turned off um, happy holidays to you and everybody out there and uh, go blue baby go blue